0: Man, well good morning, new beginnings family, or good evening rather. How's everyone doing today? (laughs) Why don't we just rise as we begin to worship today? Who's ready to praise God? I am. I've been looking forward to coming in here all day. buried beneath my shame Who can carry that kind of weight It was my turn,
1: Till I met him. I was brave
0: Here I pray too. Lift up your name. Church, there is not a thing in this world, not a thing in this world and nobody who will lay down their life for someone like us. Amen. Jesus said in chapter in f- John chapter 15, "There is no greater love than for a friend to lay down their life. And today we give you thanks, Jesus, for taking the punishment that we deserve. And we still don't even deserve what you did, but yet it was a free gift. And we just thank you. We lift up your name. In Jesus' name, let's continue to worship. filled with
1: one
2: just quiet before the Lord right now. Come into his presence and just say, Father. Just crawl up onto his lap. Put your head against his heart. Let him hold you and cradle you. Hear his heartbeat because he's beating for you. Lord, as you hold us, We pray healing for the brokenness in our life. We love you so much and thank you for giving us full access to the throne of God because of Jesus Christ. Thank you for giving us full confidence of coming into your presence without shame or without spot or wrinkle because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for forgiving our sins. Thank you for filling us with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving us a calling and a purpose in life. So as you hold us, God, I pray that you reassure us of that calling. I pray you reassure us of your covering. From the evil one who schemes and lies and is the father of lies and says ugly things to try to tear us down and destroy us and discourage us. But Father, greater is the spirit of the living God who's in us than the devil who's in this world. And we claim that power right now as we sit in your lap. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, there's people that have lost loved ones and we pray for them. Comfort them. There's people, Father God, still fighting COVID and other infectious diseases from bronchitis and nasal infections and all kinds of stuff, Lord. We just pray healing in the name of Jesus. There's some serious stuff going on in some people. They have cancer or problems that they're going to have to do surgery. We pray peace, love and grace and healing and your power among them. Father, kids are adjusting to school and Some haven't adjusted that well. We pray you give them your peace and your strength, your love and your mercy. Overwhelm them with your goodness and your love. Father God, we're believing for a supernatural move of your Holy Spirit. A supernatural move of your Holy Spirit. A supernatural move, whether we're in this room or online. For everyone online right now, overwhelm them with your presence. Show them that they're very much here with us, just like you are with them. You're with us, and we're with them. And Lord, we're all together, bound together by the blood of Jesus. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. And we just praise your name. We glorify your name. We lift up the name above all names. The name of Jesus Christ, the King. Holy, holy, holy. is the Lord, the Lord God Almighty, who was and is, was and is, and is give him glory give him praise and say praise you are my everything and I will adore you sing it out Praise his holy name.
1: With all creation I sing, Praise to the King of kings. You are my everything. and I will adore you. adore you.
2: Now adore him. Give him your praise. Say thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Father. Oh, we love you love you we love you we love you turn to your neighbor turn to your neighbor and say man I'm glad you came to church tonight tonight is your night God's got a word for you and then you could be seated what a great time great time great time great time Guys, I just want to remind you, this weekend is an action-packed weekend. We've got our men's retreat. Give it up for the men going on retreat. (laughs) Ladies, thank you for sending off your man with a blessing. I pray that we bring you a new and improved husband, a new and improved man of God, a new and improved spirit-filled man that's walking in the light of Jesus Christ. For those of you that are going to write up with us, we're meeting here at the church at 2 o'clock. Well, we're going to meet beforehand. We want to pull out of the parking lot at 2 o'clock. So make sure you bring your stuff. Pastor Michael sent everyone out an email. Uh, he sent you an email with all the things you are responsible for. So like your own towels, your own linens, if you want to use them, If uh, a pillow if you sleep with one. If you have sleep apnea and you need your machine, they've got plugs. Take your machine. We want to make sure you're comfortable. Uh, You could take snacks with you, but they're going to have a bunch for us. But I know how some of you are. You're going to want your beef jerky and your stuff like that. It's okay to do that. Be here at 2 o'clock if you want to follow us up there or ride with us. Don't forget, Saturday night is Isotope's game night. That. The, the the gates open up at 6, but the area where the church is going to be opens up at 7 o'clock. And uh, you have to get your little bracelet, then you go in there, and you could eat all night. You can eat, you could go sit in your seats and watch the game. You get hungry again or want a soda, you go back over there with your bracelet. They let you back in, you could get more food. And then funny they let us know when they shut the food down but, uh, there's a lot of good stuff. So make sure you've paid your ticket. Make sure you pick up your ticket. And, uh, and, and I think Cliff's here tonight out in the mall. Is he here out of the mall? Anyway, so just make sure you get, know where to pick up your tickets, when to pick up your tickets, how to pick up your tickets. You can call the church office. Today is our youth fundraiser over at Bubba's 33 restaurant. Yeah. I know a bunch of us already went for today and I know a bunch of us are going after service because at night time they have happy hour and I don't mean for drinks, don't be drinking. I mean for hamburgers, big old monster burgers are only $5. Uh, they also have all kinds of discounted pizzas and all kinds, they have food of all different kinds there so it's really, really good but make sure you download, go to our, our web page, or go to our, uh, our our Facebook or go to Instagram or whatever because you can see the the picture you have to show them, the flyer. And that's how they give us 10% off of your ticket price. So we really appreciate your support. And, uh, and I, I just want to let you know, I don't know if you know, Cindy and I are celebrating 40 years of being pastors of this amazing congregation. And I didn't know this was happening. That they told me about it just the other day. Uh, they're gonna. They're, the church is planning a fortieth celebration. I want you to know that every year, one thousand seven hundred pastors quit. And Cindy and I have quit a thousand times, but we're still here. <laughs> Pastoring is the most amazing thing I've ever done, but the most challenging thing I've ever done. They say that pastoring is like herding cats. And wow. <laughs> but you know what? We're going to have an event on October the 21st. Uh, the church is having a big old banquet. Um, it, it's a banquet and a night, night filled with a lot of entertainment, professional entertainment. It's really going to be a, an amazing event. Cause I was like, wow, it's 50 bucks a ticket, but they told me pastor. For, if a couple went out that night, it would probably cost them 150 to 200 bucks for everything they're gonna get. So I really hope you plan to be there. I understand it's gonna be phenomenal. I don't know any of the details except it's at the convention center. And it's gonna be a lot of fun on a Friday night. So you could say date night. You start saving your money now. You can more than pay for you and your spouse or you and your date. And I hope you'll be there. That's gonna be October 21st. And with that, youth, we're hoping we raise a lot of money for you tonight. Youth, some of you have some money, so hopefully you could get a ride to Bubba's afterwards. It's up till 11 o'clock tonight, so I hope you'll join us. Go over to Bubba's. It's on the frontage road between Jefferson and Montaño. It's right next to Cheddar's, but don't go to Cheddar's. Go to Bubba's. Okay? All right, guys. You're dismissed, youth. You guys have an awesome night, uh, and let the Lord just minister to you. There's we we tithe and we give to the church and uh, it's a powerful tool giving when you give God God is amazing how he gives back to us and God blesses us and we don't give to get back but he just works that way he just gives to us so I want you to really continue to be faithful with your giving thank you for your faithfulness. Continue to be faithful, to tithe and give. And this video shows you just a few of the things that we've done just this summer alone with, with the tithe that comes in, all the different ministry. And it's not even everything, but it's a lot of the different ministries that we're doing. Be blessed with this video. Those are our missionaries from Spain. Those are our missionaries from uh, the Middle East. Those are our missionaries in Costa Rica.
1: Those are our missionaries
2: in Puerto Rico. The background is giving back to the community. Church, I want to thank you so very much for your continued giving and your blessing and your faithfulness because we're able to touch our community in a really unique and powerful way. Sorry about the technical difficulties there. Guys, I'm, I'm doing this ministry of, of teaching you Jesus' storytelling, uh, sermons. Jesus was an amazing storyteller. And these are stories that changed lives. These are that'll preach moments where Jesus preaches and then he says, he tells a story and then at the end he goes, that'll preach. And he tells them what he wants them to learn. And I really want us to be able to get it because so many times we're going through life and we fake it a lot of times. We wear a mask and we don't even reveal the real us because we're afraid if we reveal the real us, God might not like us or people might not like us. And in reality, we're only fooling ourselves and we fool ourselves in a lot of different ways. And this story really talks about that. So I want to talk about when you're only fooling yourself And we're going to be in Matthew chapter 21. And we're going to start at verse 28 through 32. And Jesus had been talking to the Pharisees and he's talking to the spiritual leaders. And he says, but what do you think about this? He says, a man had two sons. A man with two sons told the older boy, son, go out and work in the vineyard today. The son answered, no. No. So you could tell he had to be a teenager. No, I don't want to go. I'm gaming. I'm on my Sony PlayStation. No, I don't want to go. But later he changed his mind and went anyway. Then the father told the other son, hey, you go. And he said, yes, sir, I will. I sure will, daddy. I will leave right away. But he didn't go. Which one of the two obeyed his father? They replied, the first one. Then Jesus explained this meaning. He said, that'll preach. I tell you the truth. Corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you do. For John the Baptist came and showed you the right way to live, but you don't, you didn't believe him while tax collectors and prostitutes did. And when, and even when you saw this happening, you refused to believe and repent of your sins. God in heaven, please forgive us for being so stubborn and mule-headed. Forgive us for fooling ourselves because we're not. Forgive us for trying to fool you because we're not. Show us, God, areas in our life that need to change tonight. I pray in Christ's name, amen. Listen, we fool ourselves all the time. We really do some of the dumbest things in our lives. And we fool ourselves by the position the priority of God has in our life. In other words, what position does God have in your life? What position does the priority of God have in your life? Is he first? Does he have first position? Or is he just down the road someplace? Is he down the list someplace? Is God just kind of one of the things in your life, but not the thing in your life? Is he the most important thing in your life? What position of the priority of God have you put on your life? Is God the most important thing and person in your life that you follow, that you seek, that you go after, that thing that you totally pour yourself into, that thing that you want desperately more than anything else? Does he hold the highest position, the priority of God in your life? Does it hold the highest position, or is he just in there someplace along all the other stuff? Football season's coming. We're still in the preseason. Very honestly, I didn't even know we were in the preseason. Everyone told me, man, did you see Dallas play on Saturday? I went, no, 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 I, I didn't. <laughs> they go, dude, they did amazing. I go, wow, oh, that's cool. I was, I was out at giving back to the community, and after that, I was doing some stuff, and I finally got home late at night, and I was exhausted. No, I didn't get to see it. Some people choose football over God. See, their priority, the position of priority for football is higher than the position of their priority for God. And it's not just football. It just happens to be football season, so I'm saying football. It could be basketball, it could be sewing, it could be your reading group, it could be your hangout buddies, it could be, it could be, it could be, it could be, it could be something that you have placed in higher priority than God. Your position is all messed up. You have to really rearrange the position of your priorities in your life. We also fool ourselves by the position godly ethics have in our life. Where are the godly ethics in regards to the positioning in your life? Where do they stand? Where are they? Some of you know what a totem pole is. A totem pole was that thing that had different carvings on it. At the very top is supposed to be God. But God's in there someplace. Your spouse is in there someplace. Your children are in there someplace. The church is in there someplace. You just have everything out of order. Where is your position? What position do godly ethics hold in your life? Do you use a standard of godly ethics in your business? Do you use a standard of godly ethics in your business dealings? You might be a manager, you might be a supervisor, you might be a team leader, you might be the foreman, you might be, you might be, but with your leadership and with your calling of the shots, do you hold Christian ethic, godly ethics in a high position or is it just in there someplace? Do you talk just as bad or even worse as some of your coworkers? Are your actions just as bad or even worse than some of your co-workers, what position do godly ethics have in your life? We also fool ourselves by the position that personal purity has in our life. Where does personal purity lie in your life? Do you literally have a life that you say, "I'm going to live pure, I'm going to do the best I can to live pure." I was talking to somebody today and I was just telling them how I was an alcoholic. And even to this day, if I'm going to be at an event that I might be with some family members that are not Christian or they might drink, I don't want to hang out with them. Cause you know what? Even after 42 years of not drinking, 42 years, that's longer than half of you have been alive. I still get tempted especially in a hot hot day and i got be on my motorcycle and people go oh that must be so cool no you know what it's like hot air it's 100 degrees you're on the bike oh yeah you got wind but it's all hot air on you and i come to a stop sign and there's a billboard with a can of beer where the water's dripping down and i go man Cindy doesn't that look good she goes what's wrong with you are you weird I go, I'm sorry, I don't mean I want one. I mean, well, it looks good, but I don't want it. See, where does the purity level kick in? Where do you say, I'm going to guard myself? How are you going to guard yourself when you go someplace and a girl goes, hi? And you go, hello. And she goes, no, hi. And you go, wow, you must love fat men. And she goes, yes, I do. And I go, "Oh, oh, well, okay, okay. I'm happily married, and I, 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 I don't cheat, and I don't go there. Thank you for flattering an old man, but stay on that side of the line. Because, listen, there are some women that are really gorgeous, attractive, that have even hit on this old man. And I'm like, what's wrong with them? Are you blind? But, see, some people love the position and the power ooh, he's a pastor, he's got authority, he's got anointing, he's got, ooh, I I just want what he has. I hope I could just rub all over him. Man, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go there. Because purity has a high position in my life. I want to be holy as he is holy. I'm not perfect, but I'm telling you, I'm going to say, Holy Spirit, keep me pure, because we live in an impure world. Where does it lie in your life? Where, the next, we fool ourselves by the position biblical knowledge has in our life. Where does biblical knowledge lie in your life? Do you study the word of God? Do you read the word of God? Do you read a devotional? Do you spend time in prayer? Do you spend time with other Christians talking about godly things? Studying the Bible. Saying, hey, so what do you think about that? What do you think? I mean, someone asked me one time, so what do you think, Pastor? Did Adam and Eve have a belly button? I go, oh my gosh, what does that have to do with anything? But I said, no. <laughs> because they weren't birthed out of something. Maybe they did at the end when God finished and said, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> but what does that have to do with the price of beans? See, some people are acting ridiculous. This is saying, do you have biblical knowledge at the top of your list? Does that hold a high position to really understand biblical knowledge so you can apply it to your life? Do you understand it? Do you seek it? Like some people think that there's a scripture that says, cleanliness is next to godliness. That's not in the Bible. It's not. Now, God wants you to be clean. He doesn't want you to be filthy. He gave you instructions how to purify yourself and how to wash and how to cleanse yourself. So he wants us to be clean, but that's not a scripture in the Bible. But some people think it is. And yes, it is. I've been told that all my life, but you haven't even looked it up because it's not a priority. Biblical knowledge is not a high position in your life. We also fool ourselves by the position reaching the lost has in our life. How high up the list is it for you to reach the lost? How high up the position of your life is it that people that don't know Jesus get to know Jesus because they look at your life or they hear what you have to say and you're speaking truth and you're speaking life and you're ministering to people because I'm telling you, People are literally drowning in this world of sin. They're drowning and they're screaming, Save me! Please save me! For goodness sakes, there's people that are so lost in our city, in our schools, in our community, in our workplace, in the shopping places we go to. There's so much brokenness. And I know some of you don't have the nerve to do it, and maybe I was wired different, but... I see the brokenness in people's lives. And I don't care if I've been at Macy's, I've been at Thriftstown, I've been at Goodwill, I've been at St. Vincent de Paul, I've been at Walmart, I've been at Albertson, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been, and I pray with people. And I, because I see the brokenness. To me, it's a priority that people come to know Christ. I know how lost I was. I know how much I loved God. I loved him with all my heart, but I didn't know God. And because I didn't know God, I was lost. And because I didn't know him, I didn't know how I could have that personal relationship. And when I came to find out that I could know God personally, and I could, he could be my friend, and I could be his friend, but I could also be his servant, and I could be a child of God, oh my gosh, I, I want to tell the whole world. So much so that when God had called me, I said yes. And why I haven't walked away after 40 years. Because I really believe that the message is so powerful, it holds a high position in my life that people come to know Jesus. So then, how do we make sure that we don't fool ourselves? That we really live it out? And the first thing we need to do is realize that God is not fooled by our, by or our unintentional commitments. Let me tell you what I mean by that. It's, you make a commitment, but you don't mean to make a commitment. It's an unintentional commitment. Oh, I say, I'll say yes, but I don't mean it. The first son, the oldest son said, no dad, I don't want to work. I don't want to work. I don't want to work. I He made a commitment straight out. I don't want to work. And then the Holy Spirit got a hold of him, and he's like, man, I better put the PlayStation down and get out there and help dad, Podecito, dad. He worked so hard. I, man, I, I can't believe I told him no. can't believe that dad didn't smack me over the head. So he went out and worked. The other son made an unintentional commitment. He did not intend to go out there. He did not intend to go work. He did not intend to do what his father had asked him. He, as far as he was concerned, he was going to walk away, and he was going to walk completely away, and he was just going to say, yes, Daddy. Of course, Daddy. Yes, sir. I'll go. You can count on me. I'm your wonderful son. And the dad's walking away and going, ah, oh, that boy, I love him. He just says yes, and he looks out, and there he is still on the sofa. And he hasn't gone outside. He never intended to. It was an unintentional commitment. Oh, I'll go, but I don't intend to. Oh, I'll be there, but I don't intend to. You can count on me, but I'm not going to show up. Thank God no one here ever does that. But I've heard some people that do. Right? How many times have you done that? Dude, I'll be there, man. You can count on me. And the day comes, y vámonos where you're nowhere to be found. Oh, man, I forgot. Why didn't you try to call me? And if you look at your phone, you have 10 missed calls. Because you never intended to. It was an unintentional commitment. What it's called is a lie. You're lying through your teeth. Yes, Father, I will go outside and work. Yes, I will be there. How many times has God asked you to do something and go, Yes, Lord, and you don't do it. Has that ever happened to you? Has God ever told you to go share the gospel with somebody, and you chose not to, and then you find out they died? Man, I'm telling you, I try to tell people about the Lord all the time. Look, I've shared this before, but it's because it was so impactful. I'll never forget one time at the old church. The worship had already started, and I'm walking in the door, and as soon as I walk in... The very first pew, there was chairs and then a first pew. And this lady goes, Pastor, oh wait, Pastor, Pastor. My brother just got out of prison yesterday. And I go, praise the Lord, brother. You graduated college. Way to go, man. And he went, wow. And I go, brother, hey, your sister loves the Lord. Are you a Christian? And he goes, no. I go, do you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord? He goes, yes, I do. And I prayed with him right there, and he gave his life to the Lord right there. I hadn't preached yet. We hadn't prayed yet. Just the music was going. But how many of you know that the Spirit of God draws people unto himself? And he was ready, and he gave his life to the Lord. And the very next day at 10 o'clock in the morning, his sister called and she's weeping and going, Pastor, thank you for leading my brother to the Lord. He died last night. And I was like, oh, my gosh. What if I wouldn't have asked them? What if I wouldn't have done that? See, we 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 don't do some things that we say we're going to do and we don't do them and then we regret them. God is saying, quit fooling yourself. Quit lying and saying you're going to do something when you have no intention of doing it. It's an unintentional commitment. You're making, you're saying yes and you don't even plan on showing up. Just tell me No. Why not lie? Why lie? And you let people down and you hurt people. Oh, you I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there front and center. Matter of fact, I'm going to do this and do that and do that and do that and do that and do that. And they don't do anything. And you just shake your head and you go, man, they're only fooling themselves. Because I'm going to be there. And I'm going to do all I can. Maybe we can't. Do a whole bunch, but we're going to do as much as we can. You see, we want to reach out. We want to do something. In the book of Galatians, chapter six, verse seven and eight, it says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest. You will always harvest what you plant. But those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from their sinful nature. But those who live to please God, who live to please the Spirit, will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So he's saying, don't give up, don't fool yourself. You're not mocking God. You think you're making fun of God. Oh, I told God I was going to do it, I didn't do it. Oh I, I said I was going to do this, but I never intended to. it's an unintentional commitment. oh, I'm going to give to the Lord i'm going to give I'm going to give a hundred dollars, and you don't even give a penny. It's an unintentional commitment. You have no intentions of doing it. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 11 verse 20, it says, "O Lord of heaven's army, you make righteous judgments. You are, you examine the deepest thoughts and secrets. Let me see your vengeance against me, against them, for I have committed my cause to you. He's saying, God, sick them. I know I'm doing it. I've committed myself, Lord. Let them deal with you. In Psalm 51, verse 6, this is where David is confessing his sin with Bathsheba, and he's trying to get right with God. And in Psalm 51, verse 6, he says, You desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Oh, that we would make true commitments, not these unintentional ones where we're lying, where we have no intentions of doing that. There's nothing worse than that. Oh, you can count on me. You can count on me. And you can count on them to be lying to you because they do it all the other times. They don't even come through. I'm glad you've never had to experience that. But it happens, doesn't it? God forgive us. A second thing we need to do, if we're not going to fool ourselves, we need to realize that there's a huge difference between obedience and understanding. Obedience and understanding. Look, obedience is doing it just because you come to understand it and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I got it. You might get it, but you haven't done it. You might understand it, but you're not doing it. You might take it in, but you're not dishing it out. You've taken in, and you've absorbed, and you've taken in. That's why they say that there's a lot of Christians that are far educated, far beyond the level of their obedience. Oh, they know tons of stuff, but they don't live it out. They know tons of stuff, but they don't obey it. They, they know tons of stuff, but they don't show God what they need to really do. They aren't delivering. And shame on us. Shame on us, because there's the big difference between obedience and understanding. Obedience is actually doing it. Understanding is just knowing it and understanding it and going, Oh, okay, I got it. In other words, it's knowing what's right isn't the same as doing what's right. Just because I know it's right, but if I'm not doing it, what good was it knowing it? What good is it to know what to do right, but you still do wrong? What good is it to know that I'm supposed to do this, but I'm still doing that? Man, when you're in the military, they expect you to do what they tell you. When they say to make your bed, you better make your bed but their way, not your way. Some making bed for some people is just getting whatever was on the floor or at bulb and then just going like that on top of the bed. You deliver that to the military, ooh, they'll deliver you out the door like that. And then after you do ten miles of running and a hundred push-ups, they'll get in there and they'll make sure that your sheet is super tight and then the blanket on top, so tight that they say they could get a quarter and it should bounce. They expect it to be the way it's supposed to be delivered. So it doesn't matter if you know what's right if you're not doing it. Oh, I know that. I know that. I know that. Well, then do it. Have you ever been in a program where they expect you to live a certain way, but you decide to alter it your way? They're not asking you to alter it your way. They're saying, do it the way we ask you. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, somebody has been there. (laughs) Because it's amazing. And then you pull them in in front of you and you go, don't you know? Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Oh, how is it that I wanted you to do it like this, like this, like this? And they tell you, perfect. They know what's right and how to do it, but they don't do it. So believing what's right isn't the same as doing what's right. It's not just knowing and believing, but live it out. Live it out. And it's also intending to do what's right. I intend to do it right. Is it the same as doing what's right? I intended to. I intended to. I intended to. They say the road to hell is paved on good intentions. Oh, I meant to, I meant to, I intended to, but you didn't. And then you don't know why you are where you are. Yeah, I intended to stop. I intended to call an Uber. I intended not to drive home inebriated. That's a nice word for drunk. And then, I, oh, yeah, I intended to. Why are you late? You're grounded. I intended to call you. Intentions versus doing it is completely different from the other. So we need to really get it together. We need to realize there's a huge difference between obedience and understanding. Don't just understand it in the words of the prophet Nike. Just do it. (laughs) But am I connecting with anybody? Are you getting it? So then if you're understanding it, just do it! So we'll see what happens tonight. Men, you intend to put your dirty socks and underwear in the hamper, but sometimes it doesn't make it quite there. Tonight, let's see if it goes all the way in. Ladies, let's just stop right there. The minute I said that to the men, all the ladies were, yeah. The minute I said ladies, they went, what? I went, never mind. I saw your beautiful nail job. I don't want it on my face. Leave it there. It's crazy how, how we live. We, we realize that God isn't fooled by our lies, but yet we still lie. We realize that there's a huge difference between obedience and understanding, but we still don't do it. And then the third thing, realize that actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. All of us know that. But yet, you know what we do? We still say something, but we don't do it. We need to carry out the truth. In First John chapter 5, verse 3, it says, Loving God means keeping his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. Right. So see, you're not going around going, Ugh, I have to obey God. Uh, this is a drag. Uh, I have to love people. Uh, I hate this stupid Bible. Forgive, forgive. I don't want to forgive nobody. Uh, serve. <coughs> why do I have to do that? Why do I have to be mean to people that aren't, aren't mean to me? Why can't I be mean? I have to be nice instead. Ugh. No, it's not a burden. It's actually joyous. Man, loving people is really awesome. You know why? When you show them love, you know what they usually do? Show you love back. Just decide to be nice. Tomorrow, start waving at people. Use your whole hand. Use your whole hand. Don't use your middle finger. Use your whole hand. (laughs) hey, how are you? God bless you. How are you? Start being nice at people at the grocery store. Hey, how are you today? Start being nice. Look, I don't go to Chick-fil-A all the time. But let me tell you, when you go through the line at Chick-fil-A, and I go, why, thank you so very much. They go, it was my pleasure. Now, I don't know if it was really their pleasure, but that's what they tell me. And just by the way they tell me, and it's so full of joy, I, I believe them. <laughs> I believe them. I go, God, and I, you know what I tell them? Thank you for smiling so much. Thank you for being so kind. I don't even know what kind of day you've had, but you're still smiling for me. And they go, oh, thank you. And I really sincerely mean it, because I don't know who they've been dealing with all day, but yet they're still smiling. And they go, how are you? Hi, Richard. And I go, hi. I go, Mila, they know my name. (laughs) Well, I gave it to them in the order line. (laughs) But they go, hello, Richard. They go, here's your Diet Lemonade, and we'll have your order out just in a jiffy. They go, ooh, spiffy. (laughs) I don't know about you but it, it 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 just it gives you life. Now I I, I don't know if all Chick-fil-A's are at, like that but you know what every Chick-fil-A I've ever visited no matter what state I'm in they're all the same. Nice people. Why are you so nice? What did you do to my food? <laughs> it's like Right? They don't treat you like that at other places. Why did you order here? Sometimes they don't even talk to you. They just go like that, and they go, "Thank you very much. I hope you have a good day." And then they kind of go, what, what? "Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, thank you," because they get into this like, "This is my job here. Take your food and get out of here." Man, I don't like Chick Fil A sandwiches that much. It's like I, I, I want something different every once in a while. But I'll just go because they treat me nice. I know if I want to be treated nice, guess where I'm going to go? Home or Chick-fil-A? Because they treat me nice at home. They do. They really do. Cindy goes, Hi, Papa. I go, Papa." Oh, yeah. Hi, Grandpa. Oh, man. And my son just goes, Hey, Dad. I go, hey, son. But are you even nice at home? Because actions speak louder than words. And no, Chick-fil-A did not pay me to do that commercial for them. Because tonight, you're supposed to go to Bubba's. You could do Chick-fil-A tomorrow. But he says, my burden's My my commandments are not burdensome. So don't be all stressed out. we got to go to church. Worship. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine your kid coming in front of you? (laughs) Like, oh, thank you, son. I love you a whole lot, too. I love you my daughter you're just awesome Blah. Son I need to talk to you I'm busy Son did you hear me That that's meaning they're on their phone Right There's people right now you're on your phone You're going pastors talking about you And you got a ding ding He's talking about you. (laughs) So now you have a text war going on. It's like, what's wrong with us? We've come into his presence. What are our actions showing? We're Christians. They will know us by our love. Are we displaying love? Are we displaying affection? Are we displaying the fruit of the Spirit, which is love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? Are you showing that those are important things to your life? They hold a high priority. They hold a position in your life that is at the top of your list. Are you doing that? In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, Verse 44 and 45, it says, a tree is identified by its fruit. So if there's big old apples hanging on it, you don't go, oh, look at that pretty orange tree. You go, no, look at that apple tree. If it's got oranges, you don't say, hey, look at that strawberry tree. You go, look at the orange tree. A tree is identified by its fruit. You and I are trees. Trees. What kind of fruit are you bearing? Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes. Why? Because it's a thorn bush, not a fig bush. And grapes are not picked from brabble bushes. This bush is all jacked up. No, they're on vines. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. So do you have a good heart? The Bible says no one's good from but but God. So if you have God in your life, you have a good heart. Because you have God's heart. And God's heart manifests itself by the things you do. So people see what you do. So practice what you preach. Because your actions speak louder than words. And they're going to see that. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. So what you say flows from what's in your heart. Out of the mouth comes the abundance of the heart. And that's why it's so important that we keep things in check and we don't fool ourselves. Because your actions speak louder than words. What you do speaks louder than what you say. So if I say I love you, but I treat you like garbage, you're going to say, please don't love me so much. It's killing me. But if you treat, if I treat you nice, you're going to go, God, I love that dude, man. That lady is just so amazing. She just, just eludes love. It's awesome how much love I feel, the way she serves and gives, the way he serves and he gives. It's amazing. Because your actions are speaking louder than words. They go profoundly deep into your heart. They really speak loud. And you could do something amazing. So what is it that's being spoken out of your life? What is it that's being demonstrated out of your life? What is it that you're showing? What is it that's really resonating, true, and real? Because you're really saying, God, this is who I am, and this is what I'm about. So, God, I want to present myself before you and not be a fool anymore. Because I've been trying to scam you, and God, I've been lying through my teeth. I didn't intend to do that, and yet I said I would i told my work, I would do that. I told my job, I would do that. I told my church, I would do that. I told this the, the Yaffle, I would do that. I told all these organizations, I would do that. But I never intended to do nothing. Oh, I'll bring the cupcakes. The cupcakes never get there. What happens with cupcakes? Oh, you should have seen. Oh my gosh, it was a real bad wreck on the freeway. We were stuck there for hours, so I just decided to give cupcakes to everyone in the parking lot. You liar. What's wrong with us? We need to realize that obedience is greater than understanding. Oh, I understand fully. I understand. Well, then do it. Do it. Because your actions speak louder than words. Your actions are going to dominate what they see and hear from your life. So I really pray that you're there with the Lord, that you're not fooling anybody. That's why he said, you know what, religious leaders? You guys are so into yourselves that you're not into me. Those prostitutes and tax collectors, they believed so much, God radically transformed their lives, and now you're bugged that they're leading you. In the church. I've seen that before. Oh, I can't believe you have those wino dino and dean backs leaders in your church. And then there's some wino dino and dingbats that aren't leaders. They don't even know Jesus and they try to sneak in there and act like I have authority. No, you don't. You're just hurting people. What's wrong with you? You're hurting people with your actions because your actions speak louder than words and you're speaking that you are one arrogant, pushy bully. So Father, forgive us. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of not living right and living truthful for thinking that knowing and doing are the same. Father, forgive us. Man, if there's someone here that's never given their life to Jesus, oh, how I would love for you to do that. But I'll tell you, God wants you to do it more than I do. So if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus and you want to, just raise your hand and say, you know what, Pastor? I've never prayed that and I've always wondered, but tonight I'm going to do that. Is there anyone here? Anyone here? Yeah? Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. That is awesome. We want to celebrate with you. If, is there anyone else? So, if you raised your hand, would you stand so we could pray for you and with you? We want you to just really celebrate this moment. So, just say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. I want to be a Christian, and I want to do it right. So, I accept Jesus Christ. As my Savior and my Lord. So from this day forward, I will live for you and no longer me. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you were the one that raised your hand, I I just want to give you a big old high five. I know sometimes it's like, oh, I didn't think they were going to call me up. I don't want to embarrass you, but just make your way up if you'd like. Hallelujah. Eros, I love you, buddy. You're an amazing young man. Amazing young man. And God has his hand on you. And I see a hunger in your heart to be more like him. Do it to please God more than your mom and dad. Do it to please God more than anything else. Strengthen, my friend, your son. I pray this in Christ's name, amen. Amen. We love you, buddy. Pastor Chris has some stuff for you. I wish I would have done it at that age. It would have saved me a lot of heartache. Amen. I don't know what you're facing right now. But if you want prayer. Because you've been kind of lying to God. Lying to your leaders, lying to people. Oh, you could count on me, and you never intended that. I'll be there, you never intended that. I give you my heart, you didn't intend that. Or maybe you're, you're, you're just going through life going, well, I understand, but you're not doing it. And you think understanding is obedience, but it's not. Or maybe you're at that point where your actions aren't lining up with your words. But if you want prayer, we want to pray with you. So would you stand as we close? If you want prayer, make your way up. We, we can take time to pray. We won't keep you long. But we want to make sure that you have the time to just embrace God and get things right with Him. So thank you, Lord. If you're part of the prayer team, make your way up to pray with people. As people make their way up, I just want you to sing this song, a song of celebration, a song of mercy and grace. Would you sing it out? Worthy is the Lamb. it out. You stand there, ask God to show you where you are to make sure you're right standing with Him. To to the
1: King the and, you.
2: and that's what I was talking about. What position of priority does God have in your life? Is He your everything? We just said it in a song. Father, we thank you. Thank you that God, we have come to realize that you died for our sins. You died to set us free. But you did even more than that. You died to meet our every need. Father, tonight we're claiming every promise you have for us, we're claiming every moment you share for us. And in the name of Jesus, I pray that, Lord, you set us free by the power of the Holy Spirit so Lord thank you Lord Jesus I pray right now that you forgive us for the times that we have made commitments never intending to carry them out Lord today we want to make things right we want to confess that we were liars but today Lord we don't want to lie anymore we want to be men and women of our word Father God help us to understand that understanding and obedience are two different things. So God, help us to be obedient men and women of God. Help us, Father God, to really be people of our word. For the actions of our word will line up with the actions of our doing. So Father, thank you for all that you're doing. Not only in this room, but there online. Father, minister powerfully. We pray in the glorious name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus Christ's glorious name, amen and amen. Would you give God praise? Would you thank Him for what He's doing? You are dismissed to go to Bubba's and enjoy a meal at Bubba's. Don't forget to tell him you're with New Beginnings Church. God bless you.